man, well, away can you church of God, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, won't you stand on your feet and give God praise one more time in the house of God? Come on, lift up your voice with strength. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's worthy of all praise and worthy of all glory. Come on. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord this morning. Come on now. Praise God. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. God bless you so very much. I tell you what, I am super excited about being here today in this uh, sanctuary to preach the word of God. It is my honor and it is my joy to be here. You know, I was thinking back how this all occurred and this this all came about because I was wearing my Bringing Revival Back t-shirt in the gym every day. And then one day a young man asked me, he said, what's this t-shirt all about? This guy was on the ARC trainer doing his uh, cardio. And uh, <clears throat> so I got to talking to him. I said, well, I, this is what it's all about. And it was your youth pastor, Tim Armstrong. And we became very, very good friends. And, and let me tell you right now, when Tim and I get on the ARC trainer together, everybody just gets shouted out of the way because we are working up our sweat. Come on now. We, we are getting after it. And nobody can keep up with this guy. I tell you that right now. And so next thing you know, he invited me to come preach at this, at this church on a Wednesday night, and that was several, several months ago. And uh, we connected with your pastor and his wife and, and, and his family. Don't you just love and appreciate your pastor and his family? Come on now. Amen. Amen. I appreciate them. You know, I did that in one church, Pastor, and nobody said anything or, or clapped. I felt so sorry for that guy. I really did. I thought, my goodness, we need some attention in the air here. <laughs> But it's good to be here, praise the Lord. And uh, let me very quickly move right along uh, in my, um, uh, who I am, where I've been, where we're going before I get, in, get into the word. And um, it, after 28 years of pastoral ministry, uh, God began to deal with my heart about transitioning into pastoring into full-time evangelism. And after many years of waiting on God in this direction, it was during a prayer meeting at a seminar one, one uh, Wednesday afternoon, one Wednesday morning, actually. And I was just really seeking God's direction, really seeking God's, uh, God's purpose and will in my life. And I felt him very strongly at that time transitioning me from pastoral ministries into full-time evangelism. And when I say full-time, let me say this. I am a full-time evangelist. Now, back in the day, there were over 3,000 full-time evangelists. But today, there are currently less than 100 full-time evangelists. Now, what I mean by that is this is what we do full-time. We don't sell cars. We don't work at Walmart. We don't do anything else. We do this absolutely full-time. And so God has been very, very gracious. And during that prayer meeting, God birthed in my spirit, bringing revival back. How many of you realize that America needs revival? America needs revival. Many years ago, I read a periodical written by Dr. Billy Graham that said these words. Dr. Billy Graham said on his 98th birthday that he has seen God move powerfully in many, many ways in his many years of, of evangelism all over America and around the world. But he has seen in these last days, in the last few years, a continual uh, decline in the moral and spiritual value of America. 
He went on to say this. It just really changed my heart and changed my thinking. He said that the only thing that's going to save America is a mighty revival across this nation. Come on now. America needs revival. I have never seen more tension. I've never seen more racial hatred. I've never seen more political division in all of my life. And America needs revival. It really, really does. And during that same uh, uh, prayer time, you know, I was, and I was thinking about it just this morning, that actually, Pastor, it was, it was five years ago today. Five years today marks five full-time years of being a full-time evangelist. Smile at your own candid camera. Come on, somebody. I just marked my age right there on candid camera. But uh, let me remember that old show. Smile at your own candid camera. Uh, we're all old now. Come on now. But anyway, uh, but in during that same prayer session, God birthed in my spirit the, uh, the vision of bringing revival back and the mission of evangelize, energize, and revitalize. To evangelize America, energize the pastoral staff, and revitalize the church. Now, number two is very, very special to me because after 28 years of pastoral ministries, I know what pastors go through. I know the good times. I know the bad times. I know the good days, the bad days. I know when things are going great, and I, when, I know when they want to resign on Monday. Come on, somebody. I know those times. So I, my, one of my mission is to help and to encourage the pastoral staff because I know what they go through, and I, I want to be a blessing to them everywhere that I go. I, I'm hurrying along here because I have a word for you this morning. Next picture, please. Uh, this uh, is my booth in the back, and I, I, I brought a few caps with me this morning, and I, we've got the bracelets and the T-shirts. T-shirts are $10, and the bracelets are $1. Matter of fact, Pastor Tim, could you make sure that all the youth, I'm going to be here Wednesday night. I'll, we're going to rock the house Wednesday night. Come on, church, come on. And, and, and uh, I want all the youth to, and, and you adults, you can come rock with us. Come on now. And, and so we want you guys to wear your T-shirts. If you don't have one, Pastor Tim will buy you one. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> Glory to God. He brought a $100 bill this morning. Come on now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So uh, that's in the back. Janice will be back there with you when church is over. Next picture, please. There's the bracelets. They're $1 a piece. Bringing Revival back. This is our main theme. Black and gold is our colors. We have them in uh, white letters and gold letters. Next picture, please. Now, this is my wife, Janice, and my best friend after 34 years of marriage. Come on, somebody, I tell you. <laughs> you know, I, I met her I met her the first week of September, 1983. I, I thought, man, this is a good thing. Come on, y'all. And so and I proposed to her in October, 83, and we got married in December, 83. Three months, come on now. And so last December marked 34 years of a happy honeymoon. Come on, church. Amen. Praise God. Next picture, please. And let me say this real quick as I move on, that she is my, not only she's my, she is my very best friend. She works hard. She supports and prays in church. She is truly Pentecostal. Give Janice a big God bless you, if you will, please. Very quickly, this is our oldest son, Ty. We call him TJ and his wife, Megan. They live in Indiana, and uh, he uh, serves there at some sort of computer work. I'm not sure. Next picture, please. And uh, this is our wonderful, beautiful, amazing, absolutely, tremendously smart grandbabies. Come on now. Addie and Aria, and my grandbabies are prettier than yours. Come on, church. Amen. 
<laughs> now, little, uh, let me tell you something. Addy on my right, she has two speeds, fast and warp speed. I'm telling you. Now, Brother Tim, I work out at the gym, but I don't work out at her speed. She wears me out. Five minutes, I'm done. And so little Aria on the left, I mean, she's in a world of her own. She is just a stinker. Come on now. And look at that face. Isn't she amazing? Next picture, please. Uh, there we are in our T-shirts, and they're just that absolutely the love of my life. I love them so very much, and they're so, they're just, they're just my, they're my heart. Next picture, please. This is Josh and Amanda. Josh is, um, they're both on staff at Jim River Church, and Josh is the lead graphic designer. And actually, when you watch your television and you see the James River commercials, all the graphics you see, Josh has, Josh did all that. Let me brag on Amanda. How many have ever heard of a Bible quiz? Junior Bible quiz, Bible quiz. Amanda and her sister were so involved in that when they were young girls, they just kept competing against each other, kept challenging each other, and Amanda has memorized 13 books of the Bible. Come on now. 13 books, not verses, and her sister has memorized 15 books of the Bible. And so they're just absolutely amazing. Josh, he'll say, well, Dad, you know, when we're having our devotions, that uh, it's funny because Amanda, she'll know where I'm at, and she'll just start quoting the rest of it. Come on now. Just close with the Bible. But we're so proud of them. Next picture, please. Uh, this is the whole family. We're, we're very patriotic. We, uh, we love America. And, we, and I tell you what, all of our family, we're so blessed because our entire family loves God. Matter of fact, little Addie, little five-year-old Addie will be getting baptized in water very, very soon, and we're trying to make plans to be there for that. So we're all teaching them to love God and to serve God at a very early age. Because if we don't reach them, the world will. Amen. God bless America. God love my family. And next picture, please. Uh, now, everywhere I go, Pastor, I, you know, <laughs> everywhere that I go, people ask me, do you deer hunt? Well, yes, I do. Okay. This is the north wall of my garage. Next picture, please. This is the south wall of my garage. Next picture, please. And this is my man cave. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Now, my taxidermist, he gave me that title, the deer hunting preacher. I did not do that. So, yeah, I've been in the woods a time or two. Our, our freezer stays full of deer meat, and we, I love to hunt. Next picture, please. Uh, connect with me on Facebook and, and Twitter. Uh, last time I looked, I think I have room for two more friends on Facebook. Uh, click and follow us. Uh, go to my, my page on, uh, on Facebook. You can simply text REVIVAL to 51555, and it will take you straight to my ministry page, wherever I'm going, whatever I'm doing. Uh, and, I, and let me just say this. I give God all the praise for what he's doing in our ministry. Last year we had just a little over 300 people saved and 880 people baptized in the Holy Spirit last year. Can you give God praise for that? Come on. Amen. I was believing God for over 1,000, but I got sick. It wasn't God's fault. It was my fault. Amen. And I had to cancel some services, but I'm believing God for that many or more this year as well. God's opening doors. I told Pastor and his wife this morning that, that uh, the next time I, I see them will probably be in the fall because my calendar is absolutely just full. To God be the glory. And uh, I just give God all the praise for what he's doing. And last picture, please. Let me encourage you to be part of our prayer team. You should have received a card. If you did not get one, get one in the back. We want you to pray for more than anything else. Pray for us. Pray for me when I travel. Because let me tell you something. From point A to point B, sometimes there's a, a lot of miles in between. And, a t and there's a lot of times I get home at maybe 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. 
And if you will, please pray for my old truck. I didn't drive it today, but my old truck has 247,000 miles on it now. You pray with me that it'll be like the children of Israel, like the, their, their clothes didn't wear out, their shoes didn't wear out. Pray that my motor won't wear out, my tires won't wear out. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so God, how many know God can do that? Hallelujah. Well, you just pray that God will provide and, and pray for us. Be a part of our prayer team. We thank you so very much, Pastor. It's an honor and joy to be here. We love you guys. We love this church. We have a mutual friend, Judy, um, and I, I forgot the, her, her husband's name. Kevin, yeah, Kevin, Judy and Kevin, and we love them so very much. They're just great, great people. Amen. Let's get into the word now. If you will, please open your Bibles to Job, Job chapter 36. If you don't know where Job is, go to the book of Psalms, turn left one block, come on. Go to Job 36, verse 26. Like the young folks say, I am pumped. Come on, somebody. Praise God. I'm excited to be here. Can't wait to see what God's going to do in the exciting service Wednesday night. That begins at what time? Seven? Six? Okay, be good. I'd be late. No. Be, everybody be here at six o'clock and get ready for a service on Sun Wednesday night at 630. Amen. I tell you, I'm excited. And I'm, I'm not even on steroids. Come on, somebody. Amen. I have got the joy, you know, it's the joy of the Lord that, that brings this excitement. Someone asked me one time, they said, Brother Terry, are you always this excitable? I said, yeah, pretty much all the time, yes, amen, because I love what I do. Job 36, verse 26, and it says, Behold, God is great. Now, we could pause right there and preach all day on the greatness of God. Come on. The Bible says how great is God beyond our understanding. The Bible says the Almighty is beyond our reach and exalted in, in power. The Bible says the heavens cannot contain him. Many times we'll say God is good, and he is, but Job says that God is great. Everybody say, God is great. Come on, one more time. God is great. Hallelujah. And we know him not. Neither can the number of his years be searched out, for he maketh small the drops of water. They pour down rain according to the vapor thereof, which the clouds do drop and distill upon man abundantly. Also can any understand the spreading of the clouds or the noise of his tabernacle. I've entitled my message this morning, Heaven's Rain. Let's pray together right now. Father God, I ask now, for Father God, that you would just move in a very special and a powerful way. God, I ask you to hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Let every word be your word. Let every action, God, be your action. Let every thought, God, be your thought in Jesus' name. God, I'm believing you and I'm trusting you for a move in this church. I'm asking you, God, to move us into the realm of praise and worship like this church has never experienced before this morning here on this wonderful Lord's Day. Because, God, this is your day. I pray for every man, woman, boy, and girl to just exalt you and praise you because you are a great and a mighty and a powerful, glorious God. And the church said a big strong amen. Now, if you will go back to verse 27, it says, they pour down rain according to the vapor thereof. I want to talk to you about heaven's rain, but before I talk about heaven's rain, I want to talk about earth's rain just for a moment and the process of earth's rain. 
Now, the process of earth rain goes like this. It begins with wet ground and moist soil. And from the wet ground and the moist soil, something very interesting begins to happen. Vapors begin to rise. And then as the vapors begin to rise, particles of light matter will gather together in the atmosphere, and thus clouds are formed in the air. And as the vapors continue to go up and up and up, eventually the clouds get heavier and heavier and heavier, and then down falls the rain on planet Earth. Now, meteorologists tell us that the average cumulus cloud has 1.1 million gallons of water in just an average cumulus cloud. Now, think about that. When you go outside and, it's, and, and there's a rainstorm coming, just an average cloud, there are millions and millions of gallons of water floating over our head at any given time. But now watch this again. The, the natural set laws of earth rain is like this. It begins with wet ground and moist soil, then the rising of the vapors, and the clouds get fuller and fuller, and then down falls the rain. Watch this now. The process of earth rain is completely out of our control. We can't do one thing about it. None of you in this building this morning have the power or the authority to go outside and say, I want you to rain right now. It's not going to do it. Come on now. I remember one time I was traveling to, I was on I-55 heading south, heading toward West Davis, Arkansas, and I told, I called Denise, I said, Denise, I, I see a major storm, and if you've ever been on that interstate, it's just long, flat, and straight, the most boringest drive in the world. It's just long and straight, and I could see way up there that there was a major, major, very black cloud. I said, Denise, I'm going to be getting into a major rainstorm any minute, and I won't be able to call you because it's going to be so very harsh. And sure enough, when I got in that storm, it was raining so hard. My windshield wipers then, they were just working overtime trying to get you know, stay caught so I could see. And I, I'm leaned up on my steering wheel just trying to see the lines. And, and, and no kidding, I, I didn't even see 18-wheelers until they were closest from me to that pole. That's how hard it was raining. Now watch this. I could have said, rain, I want you to stop. And it would have kept right on raining. The process, what am I saying? The process of earth rain is completely out of our control. The reason why a desert remains a desert is because there's no wet ground, there's no moist soil, and there's no rising of the vapors. And the reason why we have so many dead, dry churches across our nation today is because nobody is sending up any vapors to God. Come on now. I mean, you've got a church, and people come to church, and they just sit there with their arms crossed, and their lip pooched out, and they're mad at somebody. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. Come on now. And then they, and then they come to church, and then they got a six-foot icicle behind the pulpit. He's trying to preach, and nobody's saying nothing. The reason why you've got so many dead churches is because nobody's praising God. Come on, somebody. And so, but now I look at it again. It says, they pour down rain according to the vapors thereof. The reason why we have so many thunderstorms in the world right now is because there's a, been a lot of vapors going up. But understand this, if you want the rain to come down, you've got to be someplace where there's wet moisture. Come on, somebody. You've got to be somewhere where there's, a, where there's vapors going up. You've got to be in a church where the church loves God, serves God, 
wants to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and power. He wants to see the miraculous, divine, sovereign move of the Holy Spirit. And God can do that. I tell you what, I sense something good in this place. I really do. I'm sensing this church is going to explode in growth. You Church, you ain't seen nothing yet. Come on now. I'm sensing God's going to move in this place. You've got a great pastoral staff and team, and I want you to know that God is on the move. Come on, somebody. Praise God. They pour down rain according to the vapors thereof. With earth's rain, it's completely out of your control. There's not one thing you can do about it. But with heaven's rain, you can receive as much or as little as you want. It's strictly up to you. Did you hear me? Somebody, somebody didn't. I need somebody to help me preach now. You can receive as much or as little as you want. It's strictly up to you. You can come to church with your arms crossed and your lip pooched out, looking like you've been sucking on persimmons all week. Come on, somebody. Or lemons. And you won't get nothing from God. But if you come to church saying, God, I'm going to get something. Lord, I'm expecting them. God, I'm believing. I'm going to come to a church because I know that my brothers and my sisters are going to praise God. And when I come to church, I'm going to lift up my voice with strength. I'm going to lift up my voice with praise because you're worthy of all praise and you're worthy of all glory. Come on, somebody. You can get as much or as little as you want. It's strictly up to you. How many times have I heard this as a pastor? How many times have I heard this? Brother Carter, why can't I get what she gets? There may be somebody over here that's just really just shouting happy. Somebody over here, they're going, I don't feel any. Why can't I get that? The answer is very simple. You haven't sent up enough vapors yet. (laughs) You haven't sent up enough vapors yet. They pour down rain according to the vapors thereof. And, and, and that person that got shouting happy, they may have left church on Sunday, and, man, they're just, they're just pumped up spiritually. I mean, and they've, they've been sending up praise. And, and, and what are the praises that we send up? It's our outpoured love to God. It's our adoration to God. It's our Bible reading. It's our giving. It's our tithing. I said it's our tithing. I said it's our tithing. Don't make me go to Malachi. I'll preach on tithing right now. Come on, somebody. And I said, it's our tithing. Come on, somebody. And every time we give, every time we praise, every time we say amen, hallelujah, glory to God, anything like that, we're sending up vapors. And your spiritual cloud is getting fuller and fuller and fuller and fuller. Why does someone get real happy? Because they've been sending up vapors all week. Why is someone not getting happy? Because they have not been sending up enough vapors yet. It's just that simple. You want what she's got? According to the vapors thereof, send up more vapors, and folks, you can give God praise and shout all week long. Come on, somebody. It's according to the vapors that you send up. Pastor can't send that up for you. His wife can't send that up for you. I can't do that. The board can't do that. That's between you and God. And God, I'm going to praise you for all of my life. If God doesn't do anything else, For this country boy, let me tell you something. He saved me, and that's enough. Oh, I've got a great one. I've got a wonderful wife. I love my family. I love what I do. He's called me. I've I've been preaching now for 37 years. Praise God. I give God praise for all that he's been doing in my life. Praise God. I've got a wonderful home. 
But let me tell you something. I know that if I take my last breath of air, I know where I'm going. Do you think I can't praise him for that? Come on now. I have made arrangements to miss hell. Somebody shout amen. Come on, somebody. If you're glad you're not going to hell, come on and give God praise in the house of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You see, and the reason why it's so easy, Brother Tim, to, to, to smile at the gym, even though when I'm not feeling good, even the reason that I, we talk, and let me tell you, I, let me, I appreciate this guy. I really do. Because one day, I was just not feeling real good. I think he sensed that. He said, Brother Terry, he said, let me just pray for you. Right in the middle of the gym, he puts his arms around me and starts praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. And prays over me. I appreciate that. That's, that's good. And you know what he was doing? Right there, boom, vapors were going up. Every time you do something for God, listen to me, every time you do something for God, singing a special, taking up the offering, anything you do, playing the drums, Every time you do something, work in the computer, you're sending up vapors to God. And then when you come to church, it might be that last hallelujah. It might be that last glory to God. It might be that last thank you, Jesus. And God says, okay, your cloud's full enough, and down falls the rain. Shoom. <laughs> and, man, you just start shouting and praising God all over this place. Come on now. you got to stay excited. If you don't get anything else I say, get this. Excitement begets excitement. Earlier in the service, Pastor was talking about how he was excited about what God's doing with the music program, the excitement. Excitement begets excitement. If you're not excited about God, if you're not excited about Jesus, if you're not excited about going to church and serving this church, it's not going to excite anybody else either. You've got to be excited. Why do you think there are multiple millions of people excited about what they call Super Sunday today? Because way back in the 60s, come on now, football got exciting and someone got excited about it. But let me tell you something, every Sunday is a Super Sunday when you love God. Come on, somebody, shout unto God right now. Praise the Lord. Excitement begets excitement. And if, and if serving God doesn't excite you, if loving Jesus doesn't excite you, it's not, it's not going to excite you, anybody else. Why do you think that picture of my family, everybody loves God? Because we showed it to be exciting in our lives many years ago when they were just little bitty squirts in diapers. Come on. Amen. It, it, let, me, let me illustrate it to you like this. Now, you saw the pictures of the deer. You saw all that. And every year, Janice will ask me, Terry, what do you want for your birthday meal? Without hesitation, and she already knows what I'm going to say, Without it, I'll say, I want back straps and homemade bread. Come on, somebody. I want the good, I don't give me none of that junk. I want the back strap. Come on, somebody. I want back strap, homemade bread, green bean casserole, and sweet tea. Come on now. I'm, I said southern sweet tea. Come on, somebody. Now, when my mama made tea in the south, she didn't use a teaspoon to sweeten the tea. She turned the bag upside down, y'all. Come on, somebody. I'm talking sweet tea on steroids. Come on, praise God. And so now I'm in the li living room, and I'm in my Lazy Boy recliner, and I can, hear, I can hear the steak sizzling, and I can smell the bread cooking. I can smell the food cooking. 
I'm in, the, I'm in the lazy boy recliner, and Janice is in there preparing my birthday meal for me. And I can, I can hear her stirring the tea, and I, can, I, I hear all these things. And, and see, here, here's the mindset that I'm getting into. My mindset is this. Man, this is going to be good. This is going to taste good. I can't wait till she's done. I can't wait to get in there. Amen. And, and, and then when she calls me and says, Terry, it's ready, and I pull myself up to the table, I've got one mission I'm going to fill up. Come on, somebody. Now, if I go in there, watch it. If I go in there and I pull myself up to the table, and if I leave the table hungry, it's not her fault. It's my fault because she's done her work. Amen. And I go there, and I mean, I take all this that I like. I take the, 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 the back strap. I take the green bean casserole, the homemade bread. And I mean, I'm just filling up. But watch this. Maybe she put one thing on there that I don't like. Maybe she put macaroni and cheese. Yuck. I, <laughs> I don't like macaroni and cheese. It looks too much like grub worms to me. Come on, somebody. I just, I never have liked it. So what do I do? I don't leave the table mad. I don't, I, I, I can't believe you did that. You put one thing on the table that I don't like, and I leave it and don't get nothing out of it. What do I do? I take what I don't like and pass it on to the daughter-in-laws. Come on, somebody. Amen. They love it. They love it. So I take what I do like, and I fill up on it. And when I leave the table, I'm full. I'm satisfied, and I say, man, it was good going in there and filling up. Maybe you come to church. Maybe they didn't sing your favorite hymn. Maybe they didn't sing your favorite chorus. Then don't worry about it. Fill up on what you do like. Come excited. Come to church excited. Come with a spirit of expectancy. And when you come to church, lift up your voice with praise. Lift up your voice with strength and give God praise saying, I don't care what she does. I don't care what he does. I'm on my feet, and I'm going to give God praise because he's worthy of all praise, and he's worthy of all glory. Why? Because of what he's done in my life. Amen. I tell you what, folks, it's all about the spirit of excitement. Amen. Sending up those vapors. Again, the vapors, the rain doesn't fall in the desert. That's the reason why a desert remains a desert. There's no rain falling in the, des in the desert. But the reason why we're seeing so many praises going up here is because there's wet ground and moist soil in this sanctuary. And I tell you what, I, I spoke this over your church when I was here on Wednesday night, and I'm sensing it again. Church, I'm telling you. There is something going on here in the spiritual realm that you don't understand. God's on the move, and we got to get up with him. Someone said, Brother Carter, you know, God's moving. You don't miss out. Don't, don't, don't be left behind. Because when you get left behind, you're going to miss out on the outpoured blessings of God. And God, my friends, is saying, I'm ready right now to pour up my love. To pour out my blessings. And, and, and as I speak right now, I'm sensing right now that there is some that have come to church and you've just been burdened down by the things of the world. And you're, and you're burdened down by worry of bills and, and maybe taxes and, and, and all the pressures of life. You know what will calm that is sending up praises to God. The more praises you send up, the more your cloud's going to get fuller and fuller and fuller. 
and eventually down falls the rain. Hallelujah. Down falls the rain. And let me tell you something. The Bible says in Zechariah 10.1 that if you ask God to do it, he will send the rain. Many churches are not hungry for the rain, and that's the sad part. As I travel across America, I see so many churches that are spiritually drying up. They're just drying up. And I'm seeing, what I'm seeing more than anything else is a diminishing of personal supernatural experiences in their life. They're not hungry for the outpouring. They're not hungry for the sovereign move of God. They're not hungry for the personal touch of God. They're not hungry for, for the supernatural in their life. I don't know about you, but I want more of God. I want everything God has for me. I don't, it doesn't matter how old you are or young you are. I don't care if you've been serving God for 87 years. Praise God. I had a lady stand up to it in a revival one time. This revival went for several weeks. On the last night of the, of, the, of the revival, 87 years old, she stood up to the entire church behind the pulpit and said these words. She said, church, I'm 87 years old. I've been in Pentecost all my life. She said, I have never seen a move of God like this ever in my life. Why? Because somebody got excited. Somebody got fired up about Jesus, and somebody sent up vapors. Come on, somebody. Folks, it's not up to me. It's not up to pastor. It's up to you. If you want this place to be a, an, an atmosphere of just an outpoured love of, of, of excitement to God, it's not about coming to church and sitting back and going, oh, well, I'll praise God some other day. I'm tired, and I had a good week, and God moved last Sunday. Pastor didn't get to preach, so let's, let's just relax. No, every Sunday, give God praise. If for nothing else, thank God you're not in intensive care somewhere. Come on, somebody. Thank God you're here, able to walk, able to breathe, able to move and give God praise. Thank God for a church that loves Jesus. Thank God for a church that knows how to give God praise unto Almighty God. I tell you what, folks, I love him, and I'm going to praise him. Amen. Hallelujah. He's worthy of all praise and worthy of all glory. Stand on your feet right now and begin to give God praise all over this sanctuary. Come on. Lift up your voice of strength and give him praise. Send up some vapors to God right now. Send up some vapors to God right now. The Bible says lift up your voice of strength. Don't be afraid. Praise him. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Hallelujah. God pour out your spirit in a mighty way. Let there be a sovereign move of the Holy Ghost right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice of strength. Don't be afraid, God says. Come on. Let your praise be heard right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, very quickly, very quickly, listen to me. Everybody listen. Very quickly. We're going to move quickly now because I know there's other things going on today. But listen. Here's what God said to me about this service. And, I, and, and every, every time I preach, every time, honestly, Tim, every time I preach, I say, God, how do you want me to end this service? And again, here's what God said to me. Terry, I want my church to praise me. One day I asked God this question. I said, God, why don't your people praise you? Why don't your people praise you? You know what he said? He said, my people do. 
let that sink in for a moment. My people do. The ones that really love God, the ones that really know who he is, praise comes easy. I said praise comes easy if you really know him. So in just a moment, I'm going to ask for every one of you to come and stand all the way across this altar area. Everybody come stand. You know, there's something of, there's something very special about, about corporate Pentecostal worship. And did you realize that you're attending a Pentecostal church? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. So in just a moment, I want to ask everybody, everybody to come. Stand across this altar area right here. If you cannot stand, feel free to sit down on the front row. We, we totally understand. No worries at all. But we're going to come together, and we're going to praise God. What happened in the upper room? They weren't consumed about Super Bowl. Come on, somebody. They were up there praising God. They were glorifying God. Oh, yes, they took care of a little bit of a business because of Judas and all that and everything. They took it, but they took care of that and then got right back into praising God. And what happened? The outpoured blessings and the power of God filled that place, and they were all baptized in the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Woo, come on, somebody. We're going to praise him. We're going to praise him. If you love God, if you love God, if you love God, come right now. Stand all the way across this altar area. Come on.